There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. New Toyota showrooms now open in Glasgow and Hamilton. Let's go! So Greg Taylor says Celtic will only get even better in the coming weeks with four new signings in January. And Raskin, is he ready for his Rangers debut? He was asked today, is he going to play tomorrow against Ross County? His answer... Uh, yeah, I'm in the squad, yeah. So we'll see. Birthday boy plus one, Barry Ferguson. Is that a, have you ever had such a uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm in the squad, yeah. So we'll see. Raskin's in. Well, he's in the squad, <laughs> isn't he? Um, listen, I think it'll be a perfect opportunity to give him um, his debut. Rangers are at home. Um, they're expected to have the vast majority of possession against Ross County so yeah I, I would fully expect him to, to make his debut whether that's in the, uh, for the start of the game or coming off the bench Paul but um, I'm really excited about Raskin um, as I said I've done a bit of homework heard plenty of people speak about him um, so yeah I, I'm looking forward I think this could be a um, an exciting signing for Rangers could be some weekend the two of them are going toe to toe there's nine points between them we all know it but neither has flinched well for seems like months now apart from when they met each other well it was the draw on that day for Celtic looking forward to the match on Sunday against uh, St John so we're going to hear from Joe Hart who's been talking about uh, the relentlessness the demanding aspect of playing with Celtic we keep it pretty simple I think the message is, is pretty simple from the the manager and that is we try and seize the moment we try and play our best game every game it's tough to ask people to do that for 42 43 games but it's not when you really really break it down and look at the squad that we've got and just say the next game so St Johnston we want to go into that with as many people fit as possible as many people in a good headspace as possible and look to really assert ourselves on the game and not worry about anything else not worry about what's gone we've already we went through the Livy game this morning um, and then we don't need to worry about the next one we all we got to worry about is St Johnston and um I think we do that well as a as a team, but it's easy to take things for granted. But I think there's a really clear message that that's not how we do things. We're very present and um, we just want more. Mark, looking forward to the weekend and that game, St. Johnson against Celtic. Yeah, it'll be a, a cracking uh, ninety minutes. Um, Paul, I think it's a great as ever. It's a great fixture um, card uh, this weekend. St. Mirren, Hibs, Aberdeen, Motherwell. Lots of really good games, and it it rounds off um, with St. Johnston. Celtic live 12 o'clock on the telly Celtic in a fantastic unbeaten run is it 6-7 clean sheets um, in a row and St Johnston um, you know finally getting getting a win under their belts after a, a few weeks with a, a very comprehensive and well deserved 2-0 win at, at Motherwell on Wednesday night Barry birthday yesterday how was it you're looking fresh as a daisy yeah <laughs> listen it was good um, listen I, yeah. I don't want too much first made. Um, I've done my usual what I was doing on Thursday. Um, float it about, done my own thing, played sevens last night. How were the sevens? Yeah, yeah good. Um, yeah. But me and Mark were in the same team. I'll be honest, we were a bit concerned the first 10 minutes when there were five goals, um, five goals down. Five um, down? 
Yeah, but yeah. listen, our experience and our, our technical players came alive. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, we won in the end by three or four goals. But yeah, it's a brilliant standard on Thursday night. It's really enjoyable. Some real good players there. Um, and as I said, it's a, um, a real high standard. Looking forward to the weekend and of course the championship as well. Tonight, Queen's Park play... Uh, against Air United huge mm. game at the top of the table that's uh, unfortunate though isn't it for uh, Glasgow's own Queen's <clears> Park <throat> yeah. to be out of the Scottish Cup because of an error playing Ewan Henderson yeah it was a real sore one because uh, you know a really good victory yeah. to go up to Inverness during the week Paul tough venue to go to Billy Dodds' team and Queen's Park to win 2-0 deserved winners and then you find out after you know due to a, an administrative error nothing to do with with the manager, the coach, and the tactics of the players, it's really, really unfortunate. It must be a real so. When it happens every now and again, a real sore one. And um, you know, the, the SFA there's, there's a, a precedent been set in terms of things like that, Paul. And um, you know, I think they were probably left with only one option. However, a real sore one because Queens Park could have been looking forward to a trip to Livingston for a place in the quarterfinals of the Scottish Cup. Barry, it's a sore one for them, but they've got to forget it tonight and uh, do well against their United. Yeah, they've, they've got to take it on the chin. There's been a mistake made. Um, they need to now focus on um, the championship. A, a bad result from last weekend, going up to Dundee, 3 0 to Dundee. So they'll look to get back to winning ways against their United. And funny enough, I watched their United last Friday mm -hmm. against Cove Rangers, 5 0, they won. And they were very impressive as well. So that'll be a tough one for. Queen's Park tonight and listen they just need to forget about what happened um, up at Inverness and focus now on trying to get promoted out of the Championship and in the Premier League If you want to speak to Barry or to Mark call us now 0808 17 17 700 or join us on the socials at Go Football Show The weekend has officially started Barry's birthday weekend and uh, any quite a lot of messages came in earlier on did your mum phone you at 5 to 3? Yep, bang on 5 bang to 3 on. Yep. when he was born she yeah. phoned yeah. every birthday uh, bang on 5 <laughs> to 3 um, I actually missed what? I missed her because I was going through yeah. to the kitchen I come back through and I had three missed calls in the space of a minute <laughs> <laughs> so brilliant, eventually brilliant. I got her at four minutes to, to three and she uh, she wasn't too happy that I missed her <laughs> her first phone call we're hearing from Ange Postacoglu shortly maybe he'll send Barry uh, birthday wishes now that he's getting on 45 I mean Mark can you remember that age <laughs> I can't <laughs> no I tell you what, he was playing like a 25 year old was last he? night were well, we flashes there yeah oh, oh big lot of I was inspired it was very, very very good against a really good a really good team it was what four eight Scotland players in the other mm -hmm. team really good ok let's hear from Ange first of all and then we're going to talk Rangers as well here's the squad update for Celtic ahead of the game tomorrow no Sunday. real issues after the other night in terms of the guys who uh, who participated um, Tony Ralston uh, is training with the main group now um, but again we kind of made a decision that this week would just be a sort of a, a topping up week for him just to get him back um, to, to sort of full fitness. So he won't be available for Sunday, but um, should be ready to go from, from Monday next week. And uh, Seagrass has still got a little bit of a, a calf complaint. Uh, again, nothing major, but it'll keep him out of the weekend. The, the medical department seem to think that he should be right to go from next week. So that's Ange Postacoglu, the squad update for Sunday. Barry, you watched the Rangers game the other night, impressive against Hearts. What did you feel about that 3-0 victory? It's the best I've seen him in a long, long time, Paul. I've got to be honest, for the um, minute one, right through to, um, what was it, 96, 97 minutes, um, I was so impressed. They won their battles all over the pitch, pressing really quickly, one, two, three touch max, passing. Up against a very good Hearts team, Robbie's got them in a real good place. So that was that was going to be a big 
sorry, a tough task for them to go to Tincastle, but um, as, as I said, I was I was so impressed. Every single player that played um, were on top of their game. I thought Morelos up top. Mm. I mean, he frustrates me at times. Um, he's come in for a lot of criticism, and rightly so, um, because of some of his performances. Um, I've always kind of backed him, because I, I do still think he's the best striker at the club, but he showed um, how good he was in, in, um, in Wednesday night against Hearts. I thought Lundstrom and Kamara in the middle of the pitch. Look, I could... I could mention any of the players that, that started the game but that's the best I have seen Rangers um, in a long time and now hopefully that's starting to click but now the the thing for this Rangers team is they've went and showed how good they can be on Wednesday night now they need to go and do it 10, 15, 20, 30 games and get a level of consistency because they've set standards now for me Because Celtic if they're anything Mark they're consistent Yeah yeah, they they are. You know, they're, they're a tough team to, and that must be the the real frustration for for Michael Beale and the players. Barry saying that I didn't see the game on Wednesday night, but Barry's speaking very very highly of them. It's all clicked into place, um, and it's nine ten games unbeaten since Michael Beale um, came in. But the thing is, Celtic are just not giving them an inch. They're not giving them that that wee bit of um, scope. But Rangers have got to just keep hanging in there. But for Celtic, they've as Barry said, Celtic have produced. Uh, this level of performance probably the real consistency from January last year um, when the uh, when the new signings came in and then I think it was the first week in February Celtic beat Celtic 3-0 uh, Celtic beat Rangers 3-0 at Celtic Park and never really looked back uh, from that night so Rangers know what they've got to do uh, and they've got two new players in, in the window um, it's a start they probably wanted more but they don't, they've not lost anybody that they wanted to keep so that's a positive and the way things are going the way Barry's talking about last night the way things are going for Celtic, I know there's two or three games to go, including a Scottish Cup last 16 tie, but it's shaping up yeah. for an absolute mm-hmm. cracker at the end of the month. February 26th at Hamden, Sunday afternoon. What a game that is going to be. That is going to be an absolutely a blistering final. I can't wait for it. See, see in terms of Celtic, I, I look at it in blocks of games, just for instance, say like 10 games. Yeah, You look at Celtic, out of the 10 games they probably have one off game but they still managed to get the results so there have been nine impressive performances that's where Rangers need to get to look under the record under Michael Beale has been excellent look, you can't argue with it um, domestically they've only dropped two points that, that was against high flying Celtic at Ibrox they obviously they're into a, a final um, but I wouldn't be getting too carried away with but that's the, set, the standards I've set now and Wednesday night um, they need to get a level of consistency if they want to challenge Celtic big time 11 games unbeaten and for Celtic it stretches back since they last I saw in the paper today when they last lost in the league uh, back at Celtic Park it's uh, it's quite a time Mark yeah. so the two of them are going head to head it's brilliant for the fans because it keeps the interest in you know, yeah. Celtic 9, 10 points if you count the goal difference uh-huh. ahead but Rangers are, are not giving up and the Celtic fans are loving the style as well they've got new players in uh-huh. it's not often though journalistically is it that at the moment you know both managers doing well yeah, well, well, we had it last season. Rangers yep. rampaging in yep. Europe, getting a European final. Celtic turning the corner under a new manager from from the new year um, on in and, and won the title fairly comfortably. Rangers won the Scottish Cup and got to European final. So I think if we remember, both sides of the city were really were, were, were happy and content and thought, yeah, there's nice um, progress. This season's been different. Celtic have just kicked on. Rangers have decided to change um, their manager. And now at the end of the month, 
Um, I mean, none of them will admit it in, in public, but in private, Celtic are thinking, end of the month, this is the first step towards the treble. Mm. This is a chance for us to put Rangers in the place, show, show exactly who's boss and just keep them at arm's length. For Rangers, there's got to be, we've been doing well, been doing great, but how do you measure success? You measure success with silverware. You will measure success with standing, holding a trophy and your arms in a cup final at the end of a 38 league game campaign as the guy sitting beside me has done many, many times as captain of Rangers. That's success. If they don't win at the end of the month, it's a real step back the way. It shows that Celtic are bought. If they do win, you say, well, do you know what? It's game on. We're probably not going to win the league, but all Michael Beale can do is realistically go for the two trophies that are up for grabs. He's in a final of one and he's in the last 16 of the other. And for Celtic, absolutely, the treble will be the target inside the four walls of that dressing room. And if they're to win that treble, then this man would play a huge part. The top scorer... Kyogo, the management's been speaking about the Japanese striker. He's been super. Um, his work rate is obviously um, you know, phenomenal and we're always conscious that you know we don't want to overburden him uh, as we did you know, at stages last year. But I, I just think he's, he's adapted now um, to the football here and the schedule here and our training. And, and like I said, he looks strong, but obviously getting Owen is, will help us in that area as well um, as he builds up his fitness. At least we'll have an option there to, to make sure we don't overburden Kyogo. But, um, you know, knock on wood and shouldn't be talking about it, but he's just been uh, you know, outstanding uh, from all aspects. And I thought his game the other night was brilliant. It was, wasn't The way he took his goal. Yeah, but uh, I've got to be honest, he's been an outstanding yeah. signing. Look, you can talk about his movement, which is excellent. His goal-scoring record, excellent real team player but it's his work rate that he does off the ball for his team I mean I, I'm watching the game last week up at Tannadice I think it went back to the keeper I, I think three or four times now he's sprinting 30-40 yards at full pelt the keeper then plays it out to the opposite full back or centre back because Dundee United were playing a back three and the amount of covering the ground that he done was, was unbelievable as a player as a teammate you're playing with him you ask Callum McGregor or Moy or Hitati or whoever, they'll love playing with a guy like that. He's been, he's been a, an unbelievable find for, for Celtic. Um, certainly, I wouldn't say surprise me, but he's he's a proper centre forward. Um, really like him. We haven't really seen anyone like him, have we? In Scottish football, I'm trying to think of somebody Kyogo. who's come who would look. No, because like, no, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking back to like, um, yeah, particularly since yeah. the, the lone striker role. Uh -huh. role yeah, um, it used to be yeah, so you, you I, I think, yeah, yeah um, well, either put against Venny Gura Hesslick and Scott McDonald, but yeah. a partnership for a season or so. Big guy, wee guy, hit we call yeah. But Kyogo leading the line as yeah. a number nine. Mm -hmm. You know, he's obviously very, very strong, but he doesn't even look it, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. You know, you think you could brush him off the ball. He's not tall, he's not got an imposing no. uh, presence, but he's good in the air. You know, he's got a strong, strong neck. Um, we can get, get real power on the ball. And just the way he links the game up, his movement. But the thing about the Japanese guys, because you can even think back to Nakamura 15, 16 years ago, um, even longer than that. Um, the work rate, yeah. you know, are tremendous. Yeah, yeah. What you look at the guy at Brighton as well. Japanese boy at, mm. at, at yeah. absolutely um, outstanding so yeah he, he's doing really well and at 4 million quid or whatever it was he cost Paul it's a, an absolute bargain Stuart's been on the socials at Go Football Show saying Barry why do Rangers not sign players in the Japanese market when they see how well they're doing itself? No, it's a market I'd be looking at 100% <laughs> and maybe you, you, Rangers are 
Maybe. Well, I like to think so because yeah. you need to see the success rate of the Japanese who have come across here yeah. and how they've performed. Um, as, as I said, is it in a good chair? He's the only yeah. one that's maybe mm-hmm. struggled yeah. a bit. It looks to me if he's going to be going mm-hmm. elsewhere to go and loan. But I look at uh, Maeda, Kyogo, Hitati for me because a, a central midfielder. I, I just think um, I think he's got everything. Um, but the, the success rate of the Japanese players that have come across here and the way that they've performed on a consistent basis mm-hmm. has been um, has been unbelievable so that's a market you've got to be looking at and even Hitati and Kyogo not even in the World Cup squad yeah so it shows you the standard of player that, that's over there that you can you know two three million pounds you're, you're, you're picking up uh, bargains and, and one thing you know they're low maintenance yeah. they're solid mm-hmm. professionals low maintenance willing to learn and, and they, they tend to do well over here somebody we haven't spoken about for a few days he's kind of gone off the radar but he's still on the books at Celtic at the moment what's the latest on Georges Gikamakis it'll get concluded um, you know, fairly soon um, to be honest it's not on my radar anymore so um, I'm not I'll probably be hear it about the same time as you guys. Maybe if, if you're on Instagram, you'll hear about it earlier than me. But um, yeah, it's not on my radar. I don't expect him to be back in the group, but it hasn't been finalised yet. Anything to see there, Mark? Lovely beat. I like that. Is that a reference to, was it Jackie Marcus put something yeah. out four or five yeah. weeks ago, which was uh, probably the benefit of hindsight. He, he shouldn't yeah. have done it, but I tell you what, the, the manager doesn't miss anything. No. Sometimes he'll just bide his time. Yeah. He'll bide his time, but when he feels it's right, well, boom, when it's an opposing manager... Mm one of his own players or somebody else, he doesn't miss him, he's very, very good that way. He wants him out the door as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the even how good he's been for Celtic, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, he's obviously sick, he just wants it done and dusted and forgot about and just um, concentrate on what he's got at hand. You caught in the middle of a battle here, Barry, between Neil McCann and Michael Beale um, about the Morellas celebration. Here's what the manager said afterwards. I want them to really celebrate goals. I want the whole team to start this thing in football to do. We're a team that when we're not playing well gets everything thrown at us and when we're winning and we're winning away at home and in front of a rival that's the place behind us in the league. They were unbeaten in 10 games coming in. It was a big performance. You want people to play with passion. You want them to celebrate goals. And, you know, you, you, it's not inciting. He wasn't right up in front of their face. I think if you look it back, he was at least 20 yards from the byline. So... I think VAR sort of stops you celebrating and then he's celebrated afterwards. I think it's much to do about nothing. I think we should probably be talking about some of the abuse that comes the other way in our stadiums, not so much the players celebrating goals. Barry, what's your take on it? Yeah, listen, as Neil McCann's a guy who I've massive respect yeah. for. Um, I think it was, it was too much media. Yeah. Listen, he, he was on radio and he's, he's made a, a comment. I don't think he was having a major dig at Morelos understand when obviously the waiting in the VAR then he yeah. obviously makes a run o- over towards the the Hearts fans but I'll just look on the fact as see that performance on Wednesday night I want to see that every single game f- uh, from Morelos that's how he frustrates people that's how he, he annoys people because um, he's got that in his locker Morelos and that's what you want him to bring to the party every single game because when he plays like that I think he's unplayable at times but Mark, in terms of Terry, yeah. uh, Neil McCann, I should say, <laughs> Terry. I keep saying Terry. And he listens to the show quite often, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. It. Listen, yeah. he knows a game inside yeah. out. And that, again, as I, I'll repeat myself, I think there was a lot made yeah. it. There's nothing really in it. I think it becomes a classic case of 
social media for mm-hmm. yeah, this outrage and this bait. Yeah. yeah, well, he could, look, Neil McCann probably the benefit of hindsight. If you ask him again, would he use the word idiot? No, he probably wouldn't. And I don't think yeah. it's a word you should use anyway when you're yeah. talking about an incident. If you, I think it's a different. If you want to say idiotic behaviour, I think that's different from say, yeah. calling someone um, an idiot. So I think if it to, if it to rewind it, I think he would choose uh, a different word. I think the the outrage. It's just that's what we tend to get nowadays. Oh, yeah. That's that's social media. But that's, listen, he's a good pundit. Yeah. I think he'd probably go back and do it uh, differently. Uh, but in terms of goal celebrating, whether it's Alfredo Morelos or anybody else, that's what these guys work hard for every day yeah. in training. All right, to, to go in a number nine, scoring a goal at a difficult venue, etc., etc. You've got every right to go and enjoy it. We're going on the phone lines next. Up next, a Celtic fan saying that Rangers look more of a threat under Michael Beale. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Thanks to Chris for the traffic and travel. 0808 17 17 700 ahead of this weekend where tonight Queen's Park play Queen uh, United in the Championship and then tomorrow... Aberdeen against Motherwell. What's happening to the well? We'll speak in a few moments. Hearts Dundee United. Livingston against Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock also, but a good win the other night. Rangers against Ross County. And St Mirren, fourth top of the table against Hibs. And then Sunday, St Johnson against Celtic. Let's go on the lines. And Laurie joins us from Glasgow. Hello, Laurie. Hey, Paul, good evening. Uh, good evening. It's good to talk to yourself. Thank and you. indeed, uh, Barry, Barry, belated happy birthday to you. Cheers, Laurie. <laughs> Catching up with you uh, now. And of course, my best pal, Mark, <laughs> I've clashed with Wembley yeah. uh, for perhaps uh, 15 to 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> it seems longer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you, did you hear what Barry said there? He said he's catching up with you, Laurie, but, <laughs> and me. Uh, it's good to speak to you guys. Yeah, you uh, too, you Laurie. Too, Laurie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul, I'll take my point tonight. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Celtic fan and season ticket holder. No. Uh, as, of course you know. as the nation uh, knows, yeah. Uh, indeed, yeah. I. But, Paul, what I must say is, and this is the attention of both Barry uh, and Mark, and I know that neither will uh, mince our words. Uh, I have to concede uh, that since Michael Beale has taken charge of Rangers, uh, he has matched Celtic every step of the way. Uh, I am at once reminded uh, of the old adage that an immovable uh, force meets an irresistible object. Mm-hmm. That's how it seems to be. And you know what? I welcome it. As a Celtic fan, season ticket holder, because uh, you know there has been no ground lost from from either uh, Big Ange uh, or Michael Beale. Uh, under Michael Beale, Rangers have been flawless. Uh, I watched the, the highlights of the game against Arsenal night there, and they absolutely decimated Tars. Uh, they were irresistible uh, to watch. My question is, uh, and I think this will continue until the end of the season. Perhaps it's hopeful thinking of my part, but here's my question to uh, Barry and to Mark. I think the difference ultimately will be that Celtic perhaps have more goals about them from different positions uh, all over the park than what do Rangers. Is the final thoughts? Let's throw it first to Barry. It's a, a, a good question. Yep, I, I've got to agree. I think Celtic have got more goals in their team from different positions you, you need to look at the listen you're getting goals for Kyogo but you've got Maeda you've got Jota you've got Abada um, you've got Hitati who pops in up with goals you've got Moy who's come onto the scene 
um, in the last four six weeks and, and started scoring albeit a few for the penalty spot that, that's the problem I think Rangers have got obviously Morelos getting a couple of goals um, on a night other people need to start pitching in with, with goals I've said it before Ryan Kent I think his form's been exceptional since Michael Beals come in he needs to add more goals to his game he needs to look at the Celtic wide players what they bring to the party in terms of no just assists goals um, as well so yep I, I do agree with Laurie I think other players need to stand up and take a bit of responsibility and start putting the, the ball in the, the back of the net because you can't always just rely on your number nine because they're going to have off days or whatever they're not going to get the goals and they need to either come for your wide players they need to come for your central midfielders but also mm-hmm. your defenders when you've got set pieces as well so that that's probably an area where Michael Beale is looking to improve as well Mark? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a big part of it. The biggest part right now, Laurie, uh, the biggest difference is that Celtic have got a nine-point gap. That's the biggest difference. That's why they'll, they'll win the league. That's a situation that Michael Beale um, inherited and that's why he knows if you're being realistic, if you're being, you know, what do you need to do to go and win the title next season to go and take it off a of Celtic to stop them from winning three in a row? You need to get better players in. Because you look at the, you compare the two squads, Rangers have got a really good squad, some really good players, but at the moment they don't appear to be a match for Celtic. There's probably three or four positions right away that, that, that Michael Beale will know, I need to go and get better than what I've already got if we are going to be realistic um, contenders next season, if we are going to overtake a team that's only lost one domestic game in 56, 57, 58, whatever it is. So that that's the, the challenge, um, that's for the recruitment staff in the window to go and find better players and for Celtic they keep doing every window pretty well you look at the January window they seem to have come out of it pretty well they seem to be well prepared um, financially they're in a fantastic place if they need to go and do things in the market they've probably got really good flexibility to go and do so so right now Celtic I think are a good distance ahead on and off the park but you can never be complacent and you know that Rangers are coming hard and fast after them you know they're they're up for the chase and they want to go and overtake them see I, I don't think Celtic will become complacent mm. under Postacoglu I mean I'm watching the game at the weekend and I, I said mm. this on Monday or, or Wednesday yeah. I'm sitting watching and think right pitch isn't great there might be a chance that, that Celtic could mm. drop a couple of points or maybe even three points but Paul after two or three minutes yeah. I, I just sensed even getting in at half time nothing each I'm looking at it and I'm thinking I still think Celtic are going to win here yeah. and going to win pretty mm. convincingly. But they've got a level of consistency. Even when they don't play at the top of the game, they find a way. Now, Rangers have done that under Michael Beale. I don't think they've played brilliantly yeah. up until Wednesday night, but they've managed to get the results on the board. But as Laurie says when he come on, um, that is the best I have seen Rangers, and I'll repeat myself, in a long, long time. Unanimous verdict, Laurie, across the city. I think they agree with you. Here's Ange speaking about O and Iwata. Yeah, they're still settling in. And, um, you know, Iwata's, he's worked hard. He's been here a bit longer and, um, you know, he's not far off. Um, and certainly with O, it'll, it'll probably still take a couple of weeks um, to, to get him up to speed. And, you know, how close they are to starting is not dependent on their just their fitness. It's, again, as I said before, it's depending on, you know, where we're at as a team and what I think's required. But, um, you know, there's no doubt that, that O is not ready to start games yet. Uh, Tomoki... He's, he's pretty close, um, so it just then comes down to, to selection. But um, I'm really pleased with both of them. They've settled in really well. As I said, from an all-round perspective, the, the squad's uh, in, a, in a really good space. 
Laurie from Denison we've got a message here from Greg a Celtic fan on the social saying Laurie the legend uh, here on the Go Radio Football Show Laurie can I ask you a question how did you get on with the Martin O'Neill book? Uh, Paul I'll tell you what happened of course you'll remember the conversation I had uh, with Martin and Big Mark uh, was in the programme that night I I attended uh, the the bookshop Waterstones in South Gillespie unfortunately my my knees were playing up uh, Paul and, I, and I, I did not get an opportunity to meet the blessed man. Uh, and I'm very disappointed about that. You but know, did but you get the book? the book? You got the book? Uh, of course I did. My right, partner good. Bought, yeah. can bought that for me. Excellent. Uh, yeah. But uh, hopefully sometime <laughs> in the future, I'll get a chance to meet up with that great I was only asking because I was going to borrow it for Barry as a birthday <laughs> present because you get mentioned in it the Martin O'Neill book. Yeah, but, and, it, it, and yeah. I've got to mention this, Mark. Uh, across from yep. me got me a, a copy of his book for my, my father-in-law who oh. I think everybody knows is yes. Celtic <laughs> daft um, so yeah, yeah. Mark got it signed and he was absolute buzzing with it um, but listen he's a guy look I've got huge respect for I mean look at the team he built sure. at, at Celtic and um, the battles at the team that I played in at Rangers um, was a phenomenal team but Martin O'Neill's team as well was a um, a phenomenal team with top class players if you think back I mean I'm talking top right. players he's forgiven that was he's forgiven what Barry for chucking ice at him yeah I was just off. a bit angry listen you get <laughs> that you're a bit immature when you're younger and, and I, I never yeah. meant it I just kind of <laughs> yeah. launched it in that direction but yeah. um, unfortunately for me it landed in Martin's shoulder <laughs> But when he comes on this show, he talks about Barry with great affection. 37 domestic games undefeated at Celtic. That was under John Kennedy, seven of them. And then obviously with the manager, Ange Postacoglu, that's the record at the moment. But the overall record, 77 games unbeaten domestically under Martin O'Neill, 2001 to 2004. It was some error, Barry. You know, you won a treble during that as well. Mm -hmm. It's a phenomenal run though, isn't it? The two of them going together. Different days. We're not saying it's the same. Well, are we? What's the quality like? Laurie, we're going to move on just now. Lots of calls come in. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Cheers, Laurie. Cheers, Cheers, Laurie. Here's another Celtic fan on the line. Uh, Michael is on in Glasgow. Good evening, Michael. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? What's your thoughts tonight? Are you also thinking about the challenge of Rangers? Well, yeah, uh, as I was saying to Chris, um, basically my point is sort of the narrative um, across uh, a couple of the pundits and also a couple of the the callers has been that the league title's over. And uh, since Michael Beals came in, um, obviously it's been said that um, they've only dropped the two points to Celtic Mm -hmm. and credit to to Rangers for that. Um, But I think it's really, really important now that Celtic keep the the sort of foot on the pedal, if you like, and... uh, and sort of first blood is going to be really, really important. Um, and obviously, if it continues up until the up until the League Cup final, then Barry will probably tell you that 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 can be really important as well. That psychological boost that um, whether it be Celtic or whether whether it be Rangers that wins that cup, it can they can say that uh, do you know what we can compete here and and or we are better than that that team. So let's go, sort of thing, you know. It's a. I just wanted to say that it's a wee bit. Um, it's a wee bit early. I know it's nine points, and I know that people are saying that that, that four defeats for Celtic is unlikely, mm-hmm. but one result or one one freak result could could maybe change it the other way. Barry, what would you say to Michael? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I said 
when we've spoken about it a number of times um, I, I think it's going to be tough but you, you, as I'm going for the Rangers point of view yeah. you can never you can never give up you, you just never know in football but I, I'm just being honest I watch all football and I watch Celtic closely and I find that um, very unlikely that they're going to draw yeah. I know we've got two old firm games as well in the league you look how close the one was um, at Ibrox look Rangers played really well but Celtic found a way to come away for Ibrooks with a point that day scoring the last couple of minutes um, I think both of them will go undefeated up to the, the cup final on the 26th of February I've looked at the, looked at the fixtures I just think both of them are in a real good place just now and listen the first cup is always important it gives you that confidence boost and then for me for Rangers getting into that if they do manage to defeat Celtic well you, you never know what could happen in terms of Celtic feel sorry for themselves a very, I think it's very unlikely because he um, who manages him the way he comes across he demands yep. Yep. Um, but listen I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that that cup final but the way the Rangers are going they're now they can, they've got to yeah. concentrate on themselves make sure they win every single game and hope that Celtic slip up at some stage but when I'm watching Celtic feels unlikely to me Mark you well remember the period then when Martin Hill had come in Celtic won yeah. a treble but then you remember the changes at Rangers and Alec McLeish came in yep. and take us back to that what happened then that season when <laughs> people thought Celtic would win most things again ah, well, you, th you look at the, the, the two years that Dick Advocat was there comfortably won the, the title Martin O'Neill's inherited a squad that lost the title to Barry's team by 20 odd points whatever it was then Celtic won the league the following season and a treble for the first time since 1969 by 20 odd points won the title of next year but then Rangers changed their manager by those midway through 0-1-0-2 and Alec McLeish came in and won two pieces of silverware mm -hmm. the two cups came in and won them beat Celtic both times to go and win uh, those cups and then they won a treble in 2003 the year that Celtic got to Seville so it was a great period I mean it was it was it was brilliant you know, I was lucky enough to begin all round Europe at that time with Celtic and Rangers Champions League UEFA Cups whatever it may be some of the players I mean the quality the quality was absolutely outstanding. You were getting, for example, you know, Chris Sutton for Chelsea, yeah. a title winner with Blackburn. Ronald De Boer, not going to Man United, coming to Rangers instead from Bas from Barcelona. <laughs> um, you know, you think of things um, yeah. like that. It was, a, it was an incredible period. I, I think, for a Rangers point of view, I think Michael B will be realistic, knowing he knows this first cup final is so important. I think he knows it's going to be tough to claw that back because he. Simple fact is, look at the form Celtic have been in. They've been, they've been just blowing teams away at times. And as I said, Paul, they've not even some games. I think what what was the one? Was it two one at home a few weeks back where they weren't great, but they find a way to win. And that's what Rangers have been doing under Michael Bill. Now Rangers have hit a bit of major form in, in Wednesday night. I'm just looking forward to that that first. I think Rangers know it's imperative that they try and win that cup and then see how Celtic react to that. Michael, are you happy with the transfer window for Celtic? Uh, but I, actually, that was going to be my, my, my okay. sort of next point. Was, um, I, I'm actually really looking forward to, to seeing the sort of the, the development of the, the squad under, under uh, Ange Postecoglou because when, when he first came in, obviously he had a massive rebuild. Um, was it nine or ten players that, that we were sort of missing that had to be replaced in, in the squad and I think uh, was it five or six came in 
like in straight into the starting lineup. And now we're sort of seeing the next sort of development stage of what Postecoglou wants his his team to be. I don't know whether O is going to be an upgrade on Jackie Marcus and obviously Jackie Mar- I, I think Jackie Marcus has been pretty decent yeah. for, for Celtic and w- when he's been selected and none more so in the uh, in the, the match if you recall Kyogo went off injured after yeah. was it 40 seconds or That's something right. like that yep. um, and he came in and he absolutely battered Rangers um, sorry Barry I can't remember if it was the 3-0 or the 4-0 game but you're killing my birthday weekend here uh, <laughs> happy, happy birthday do you know Barry I remember when I was like, when I was a young lad yeah, you you were in a Rangers team that that, that um uh, beat Celtic and I think it was a cup final I'm pretty sure it was a cup final and uh, you and the, the guys you and your, the team were on the bus and uh, I was a, a young Celtic fan and I had a, 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 my Celtic jersey walking on the, down the street and you gave me a little wave but don't worry I gave you a little wave back um, <laughs> <laughs> I know what type of wave you gave me back <laughs> what, Was Barry in a corporation bus going to the game? What was that? It was not long ago Right, Michael, what's your scoreline on Sunday? What do you think? Uh, I take it, do you think Rangers will win uh, tomorrow against Ross County? I, uh, I, I, I think Ross County might make it tough for them uh, like, but I, 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 I can kind of agree with Barry I, I think yeah. the the, the, the that the both both sides are, are either going to, but I, I think Rangers will pick up the three points. But you, you never know. But <laughs> as I say, the first blood is so important, and that's because because as I say, I think it's been that all oh, Celtic are uh, nine points clear. The league's done. I think first blood could be really really important. Or I, I think if, if Rangers were to drop points anywhere along the line. Then it's game over. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT, or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Where's the HR department here at the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors? During the break, while we're listening to the ads and the traffic, I was telling them about when Rangers won the title and we were doing something on STV and I had the mobile phone, right? So I'm telling Mark, who was looking bored, as you may well be at this moment. So Barry goes and gets this tablet, which is massive. The size of the mobile phones no it was a tiny wee Motorola phone Barry it was in perfect proportion to myself back in the, back in the day <laughs> yeah and, and see I, I could yeah. just imagine you yeah. going about trackside with a big phone and it, it, it was a wee phone no change too much not eh? too much yeah it was a no, couple of stone ago but it was great on the mobile phone Walter came on and then they weren't ready for him they were doing the local results and I'm like you've got the title winning manager and it was a BBC game and the BBC are panning in and it's the STV guy it was really funny and then we got Ali and he came on I, I don't know why I shared that it's just they were slaughtering me <laughs> Barry was very funny there the birthday boy uh, plus one day it's Barry's birthday weekend we're looking mm. forward to the games Mark I wonder this weekend are we going to be VAR controversy free because there was a <clears> lot last weekend <throat> not least Nicky Clark being sent off yeah. in the game uh, against Rangers it was appealed by St Johnson mm. uh, which was rescinded they still yeah. lost him in the day but I mean that was one where no commentator pundit disagreed he should not have been sent off oh, it, was, it was poor it was a yeah. poor decision and, and thankfully the, the the appeals panel um, you know came to the right conclusion but um, Paul you look back to last weekend and on Monday night we, we highlighted it you know St Byrne Motherwell Rangers St Johnson Dundee United Celtic then on Tuesday night the goal that uh, that Ross County got the foul on David Marshall for a corner kick I mean I don't know what you think Barry I thought it's a clear foul all yep. day long mm-hmm. um, on David Marshall it had not been a good week for, for referees 
uh, Paul and on the back of Monday night you know I think we were critical of the referees but we were fair yeah. uh, and one of them reached out to me and they're finding they're finding that at the moment the pressure intolerable uh, for them they don't feel there's enough in-house support from the SFA towards them now I'm not backtracking on what I said no. about them but I'm just what I, you know highlighting that um, the decisions are not good enough on the park the SFA the hierarchy in terms of coming out lines of communication to supporters to football fans who pay their money to the media to football clubs and backing their own backing their own referees offering them support I don't think it's there in good good enough levels, um, Paul. And you know, it makes you it makes you wonder: should there be a reform? Should there be a, a look at how the whole refereeing situation is operated at Hamden in Scottish football? Um, and should there be change? VAR was meant to help them. We all knew that referees wanted VAR. Some of them still can't get decisions right, even with the benefit of VAR, with the benefit of replays. You then get Stuart Dougal going on the BBC, which again. I don't think there's any credibility in that for the SFA or for the BBC when before the Nicky Clark red card was rescinded Stuart yeah. Dougal's backing it up or did he defend it? Back, backed it up um, and that just it's things like that that makes you think old pals are, you know you've got to be objective and that, listen I think Willie Collum's a good referee I like Willie Collum a lot of time for him but last week wasn't good enough um, so look, overall you look at it all Paul everything that surrounds the refereeing situation and when the, the referee reached out and we say that they're finding the pressure intolerable for them assuming be and not enough support I don't say they'll still get criticised if you make wrong decision but what I'm saying is at the SFA level referees do we actually need to go and review it? how can we make it better do we need to look at bringing in other referees do we need to find a budget to make our referees full time I don't know what it is but the current situation and the referees feel this as well and managers feel it up and down the country so do supporters week in week out even the benefit of our it's not acceptable and it's not good enough and I'd love to know what we're going to do about it because it, it can't be allowed to continue that requires leadership strong leadership doesn't it and to change the way things were done Barry uh, what do you I feel about it said the referees going full time would it help I think it would because you've got to respect they're out working all day they're training what three four times a, a night if they're full time they'll do their training in the morning and then they can obviously go and work with each other and look at games previous to mistakes that have been made I do think it would benefit if our referees went full time and that's up to the SFA are, are, are the powers to go and find the investment to try and make our referees full time because I think it would make them better but going back to Willie I think Willie Collum is one of the best referees about I look at the, the decision he made on Saturday, I just couldn't believe it, because I was watching it in Rangers TV and I yeah. couldn't believe, I didn't even think it was a booking of him, being honest with you. Mm-hmm. But listen, he, he decided what he, he wanted to do was send him off, wrong decision. I read and listened to 15, 20 ex-players and everybody was a, of the same opinion that it's never a, a sending off. And thankfully, St. Johnson won the appeal now I'm not saying it would have made a difference but Nicky Clark been in that team on Tuesday night I think he does make a, a difference to that St Johnson team For sure Yep so if they never won the appeal or if the appeal was made on the Wednesday that mean Nicky was missing the game well I, I think it could have been a, a different result I'm not saying one player makes sure. a team but I yeah. think Nicky Clark improves the St Johnson mm. team but the most important thing is we're talking about referees we need to try and make them better and by going full time I do think it would make a difference there's and also my, as well clubs are paying for VAR yeah. we've paid a lot of money for VAR 
And in that instance on Saturday, surely you go to VAR because I'm, you know, the, the evidence in terms of the appeal were based on the, the the footage that would have been available to Nick Walsh and yep. if it was VAR and Willie at that time. The other thing, I think it'd be a great starting point and because I think, you know, it would cost a lot of money to go full time, but if that's what it takes, then you've, you've really got to look at it because something, something has yeah. to give. Yeah, something has to give. I mean, referees are finding it tough. Managers are getting off their heads yeah. up and down the country. Mm-hmm. We can, there's jobs in the line. Yeah. There's titles, there's win bonuses. You know, it, it's as you say, Paul, the great point, the, the start of it all, where is the leadership? If referees are finding yeah, it from, sure. from their own. They're not getting enough support. Managers are getting off their yeah. heads every Saturday afternoon. Supporters are being shortchanged. One thing I would do right away, and Barry's mentioned it, and so has many other ex-players, be trailblazers in this country. Get an ex-pro in the vans on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I totally agree with not, you. Not to be the decision maker, but to give guidance. Var yeah. in the match referee will still be the guys who call it, and rightly so, because they know the rules of the game. But for example, every ex-pro has said that if you take that Nicky Clark tack on right and uh, Ryan Jack, yeah. it's not a red card. It's a brilliant point for Mark. Say if for instance, an ex-player was in the, the, the VAR yeah. dungeon, that's what I call it, right? Whatever it is. Feels like it. Yeah. yeah. If they're watching the game and an ex-player's there and he sees the incident with Nicky Clark, right away he'll tell VAR, no way. Yeah. A booking at most. I wouldn't even give a booking for it, mm-hmm. but a yellow card, right, do you know what? You take it because he's been slightly late and he's maybe touched um, uh, Ryan Jack. Yeah. But if an ex-player is in that room... He would communicate with the who's in charge of the VAR and say, no, no sending off. I think it would tell. Yeah. And I hear a lot of people saying, oh, what, what if they've got allegiance against yeah. certain teams? Nonsense. Most They're people are fair, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. You've got to be fair. You've got to be fair. The other thing, you know, I don't know Nicky Clark, but I could never remember him being sent off. So I did some research. He's never been sent off. Yeah. So Willie Collins are really good. How many bookings has he had? In but not many. Odd games? I could find. Two, maybe 10, 12, something like that. I, I couldn't find that close. many. I don't know how many, but look, we know it. And great referees had a good report and say, hey, that's it. You know, it didn't look as though Willie Collin wanted to go and get the card right away as well. So I think, back to your point, I think the referees are losing a confidence, a touch. Who's in charge? There's too many. There's nothing wrong with VAR. It's the people interpreting VAR. Even that's during right. games, that still down to opinion. Yeah, right, even during yeah. games, I'm seeing some iffy decisions. Dun United, was it Don Robertson? Yeah. Was the referee? Uh, with the Dundee United goalkeeper in the Kyogo incident, if you're watching that yeah. straight up, I'm thinking, well, why is he even, why is he even thinking that's a penalty? Yeah. Fair play to him that he goes over to the the monitor and then he obviously sees it. It's mm-hmm. not a penalty and he gets on the play. But during the game, how does he think that is a a penalty? And that's that's worrying for me as well. What do you think? Give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. Mark Guidi, distinguished journalist, saying it's time the referees. A referee has spoken to you. And they want help now. They need help, and I'm not surprised. The game needs help, Paul. Exactly, because everyone's yeah. talking about human. Yeah, as well. You've got to remember yeah. that. But we need to try and help as best as possible. Whether that's going full time, mm. whether that's what Mark says, getting an ex professional into the VAR um, room to to help. Yeah. Um, we need to try and do everything to try and make our game better. Because mm. some of the decisions you're seeing um, are baffling at times. Okay. Give us a call or join us on the socials. Here's Michael Beale's squad update ahead of Rangers game tomorrow. Yanis will be back training today, so we just gave him a couple of days after the weekend because he had quite a few heavy days into it. Um, and then he played at the weekend. It was important to give him a couple of down days. He was never going to be involved in last night's squad, so he'll train for a couple of days now. We'll see. Kamaru's back outside with the team, albeit unopposed, but 
that's really good sign. So if he has uh, a couple of days now unopposed, you might look in for the weekend if we had to. If not, we'll just push for next week. But that's really, really pleasing news. More and more options now for Rangers? I do like the five subs. It now gives you as a coach lots of options. Certainly if you're on the bench, you feel like you're closer to getting on, if you like, because you need the amount you can make. You can also make a bit of a pig's ear of it as well if you're not careful. You can sort of mess a game up. And But no, I like it. I think players over the next few years in, in all clubs are going to be used to maybe playing 70 minutes and, and coming out, which they don't like. The three that I bought off last night weren't exactly over the moon about coming off. But I think it's important that you feed the squad and you show the competitions there. I think competition in training every day it raises the training level, the level of the games that we have in our 10v10s or whatever we do in training goes up and ultimately that pushes the performance levels and that's what I remember us building towards when I was here previously and it's what I've tried to do soon as coming back in to add competition. Barry, competition for places. Yeah, and I said that, I've said that yep. for a long time. Um, that, that's what you need. If you want to be a successful team and a, a a club that wins trophies you need competition for places you need two players battling out for one position and um, you know when if you get in that starting 11 Paul you need to be on your metal you need to make sure you perform because you look round at that bench or even in the stand because you're going to have 21, 22, 23 players you know if you don't perform somebody's going to take your shirt off you and, and that's what I think you need at a club and that's what he's trying to build and you can see that now Um we obviously can't well. Raskin coming in, he just says about Hadji. I don't think you can expect too much of Hadji. He's been out for 12 months. People need to remember that I think Hadji, more for next season, just bed him in, um, let him take his time because he's had a serious injury. Came out roof. Nice, uh, good to hear. Sorry that he's out in the training uh, ground unimposed, but that looks to me if that's a week or two away now, you're starting to see um, a, a big Ranger squad. but a big Rangers squad fully good quality um, and as I said in real competition I watched the game on Wednesday and I, I'm thinking to myself is the reason why Rangers played so well is because people know now that if they don't perform they know what's on the sidelines yeah I, I think yep. I think that could be a part of it because I think some players have played knowing that they, they're going to play but now when you've got good players sitting on that sideline and understand you know you've got to perform because if you don't perform you won't be playing Is Raskin ready? Yeah I feel ready Yeah, I got my paperwork today so I feel ready Didn't know if that was a chant or a, a real question from I'm somebody I'm excited to see him Are you? Yeah so, I, I'm, yep. I'm looking forward to seeing him playing the Rangers jersey The birthday boy is excited Mark Guidi has also posed a question in the first hour should we have full time referees and if we start winning competitions Mark you know in Europe and World Cups if we start to get into them we've got more chance of getting the the revenue there we'll talk about that after the news The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 
The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom now open on Whistleberry Road, Hamilton. Let's go! If you're off to the game tonight, enjoy it. Queen's Park against Air United. Who's going to win that one, Barry? Who do you think at the top of the table? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, as I said last week, I was really impressed by Air United up at Cove. Uh, Queen's Park obviously had a good result during the week, but they're obviously out of the cup now. I'm going to draw on this one. And for a draw, mm-hmm. Mark? Aye, the same. Or I say the same. 1-1. Uh-huh. <laughs> what about today? Then uh, Jurgen Klopp said he was tongue-in-cheek and he was asked about signings at Chelsea and all the rest. He said, oh, I better be careful in case the lawyers are listening. Have you ever had to your lawyer, have a lawyers with you, Barry, in a, a media <laughs> conference or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> no, but no. see, in terms of Klopp, I know he's coming under a wee bit of, of yeah. pressure, but you've got to remember what that guy's done to Liverpool. Um, Free man of the city. I, yeah. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I always say I don't think one player makes a team right, but see Sadio Mane, he's been a massive, massive loss um, to that Liverpool team. It's going to need quite a lot of investment down there, but the money's crazy, Mark, isn't it? Oh. The transfer window closed after we saw you on Monday. 107 million. Chelsea have spent over 300 million. Yeah, it's. They're getting somewhere a stick for it down the road, and I yeah. feel for Graham Potter. I thought he handled it well at his mm-hmm. presser um, yesterday. But you know, where, where, where do they all play? But oh, for having a, a strong squad, and I watched Chelsea a few weeks ago um, at home at Crystal Palace. I was at Stamford Bridge, mm-hmm. but uh, they're fine. But I, I, I don't know where it goes when you're spending all that kind of money. I mean, I, I do think it is. I think it is obscene. One hundred and five yep. or one hundred and seven million pounds. Uh, for a football and, see, and I know know what he's straying into di- straying into different things but when you look at um, the amount of food banks that are required in the UK and, yeah. and I don't, we don't want to no. get into all that but yeah. seriously when you're talking about £105 million for a footballer they've spent what £600 million between the two windows yeah. it's obscene I, I, I think it's, it's obscene yeah. yep. sure let's go to Sean and Gertham look big Rangers fan is on good evening Sean Alright guys, that's a transfer window we just dream about in Scotland. Do you imagine Scotland? Yeah, see, to be honest, see, like, in English, they've spent uh, half a billion uh, yeah. on this transfer window. See, in Scotland, mm-hmm. since Scottish football started, do you think we've ever spent half a billion in Scottish football? Um, that's a good point. Um, 500 million in the last 20 years. Um Okay, no doubt Chris mm. is checking it. He's good at all that kind of stuff. He's on the phones, but uh, yeah, he's just put him under pressure. He's not happy. <laughs> but what we do know, it was over eight hundred million actually, over eight hundred million uh, spent in England in the yes. transfer, which is more than uh, the Bundesliga, oh, Serie A, see, La Liga. Seen saying that, like, what, looking at Chelsea and Mudrić, who we have yeah. seen play obviously mm. at Celtic part. I'm sure when he played against Celtic, they were talking about thirty million pound. Forty million pound from it at the very most, yeah. and he goes for eighty-eight million yeah. to Chelsea in the space of a couple of months. It's just some of the numbers that's it's spent down there is just. I mean, see the guy they set the sign from Benfica, Enzo, yeah, um, Fernandez, Fernandez. Yeah. He's one of the top young players, right? But he's only been in European football for one year. Yeah, yeah, one one year. Yeah. Now he's a top talent, but. To, to spend that sort of money the pressure mm. that that young player is going to be under but the, look, that's nothing to do with the player that's between no. the, the clubs but yep. the money that they spend down there just get, where, where's it going to stop? Sean your own club have spent they brought in Nicholas Raskin it's a very proud day I was waiting this day for now long because I heard about Rangers uh, 
the beginning of, of the month. It took time before uh, I came, so yeah, I'm very proud and very happy to be here now. So he's not from the south side. He's obviously <laughs> the Belgian <laughs> under twenty one international. He loves playing under pressure. I like. I'm coming from a club with big pressure. Uh, I don't know if you know uh, a bit about my old club, but that's a bit similar. Like I say, I call it when uh, Ross explained me everything. I, ca- I call it like uh, Rangers. He's a little bit the big brother of of my old club, so so I'm very happy to be here. It's so, nothing like what he's going to. It's <laughs> nothing like what he's going to be under. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I know he's a young player, fantastic potential, but he's under the the demands that are put on you when you come to Rangers. But again, look, I I think watching him and hearing people talk about him, look, it's easy to somebody to look good on the internet, but. Sure. I think this is one that the Rangers fans should be excited about because he was uh, there was a right few clubs interested in him, mm-hmm. um, and and I've I says this at the I think Wednesday night the reason why he's not played a lot of football is because he never signed a new contract with Standard Liège so I'm looking forward to this one but listen I know he's he's been under pressure at his old club Standard Liège but listen you ain't found pressure like this before okay um, when you start playing with Rangers Monsieur Sean. What do you want to ask Barry, the birthday boy, and Mark? What's in your mind? Are you happy with the transfer window for Rangers? Or well, I, I, I would like to have seen I know one or two, but we'll just. Um, but the way Rangers played the other day, uh, I thought was uh, the best Rangers I played in over a year. And do I think Rangers gave Barry Ferguson a good watch on Rangers TV? Because I, I enjoyed it. Ah, yeah. You really enjoyed it, Barry. You thought it was the the, the best. That, Let, let's see the manager. most I've yeah. enjoyed watching Rangers for a while. For how I said, long? Yeah, I, I would even go as far as I'd be back to Steven Gerrard. Really? Yeah. 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 I, I was just... Everybody was on their A game. Well, just the way they played, the, the tempo they played, the, the pressure they put under, um, they put hearts under. And I love the fact that when they were attacking, it was eight players attacking. Mm. And three were always out of camera, and it was Connor Golson, Ben Davies, and obviously Alan McGregor. But listen, it fell into place. But now, as I said, it's about continuing that level of performance. Sean, let's see what the manager was saying about somebody we've spoken about so much in the last year, Ryan Kent. I wanted Ryan Kent to do a very specific job defensively, and I thought it was outstanding. That goes amiss with Ryan. You know, when people talk about goals and assists, they don't see how important he is to the structure of the team. and I thought he was particularly strong last night in the way that he got around the holding midfielder of Hearts. Sean, what are you thinking about Ryan Kent? Is he going to sign a new contract? Barry thinks he may well, well do. Well, if the Rangers board are listening, at 99, I don't think we'll find a Rangers plan in the planet, but we say no to Kent. I think everybody would love to see him say, and see, to be honest, he's been up and down uh, views. Morelis, he's a good player, but we've all been, sometimes his attitude in that um, a bit poor, but see the way he played, I know. I would give him 10, I would give that full team 10 marks. I don't think there was one bad player in that park. And I thought even the referee had a good game as well. And we, uh, what, what are you drinking? No, they were actually, <laughs> I think was everyone was. Coca-Cola. Yeah, the Coca Cola. <laughs> uh, Mark, I want to ask you about Morellis. Here's what the manager said about him after the game the other night. Just playing regular and and just enjoying his football and we're creating a lot of chances I think he could probably have a few more goals if I'm honest and uh, and that's probably drove him that's two away at Kilmarnock and then two away at Hearts in the last couple of difficult away games I'm over the moon with Alfredo at the moment he's no bother to me around the building 
so far so good. Uh, Antonio's waiting on the sidelines. He's not 100% fit, but it's difficult, you know, when the centre forward's in so such good form. It's not really an area you'd, you'd you know you'd voluntarily rotate. So it's difficult for Tony. But earlier in the season, the reverse was true, and Tony was scoring a lot. So it's a good place for us to be in. Mark, are we back for Morellas? Unless he's obviously there for the rest of the season yeah. now, Paul, about out of contract. I don't expect him to be there um, at Rangers next season. Um, I think Rangers, the, the board, the management, I think will pull out all the stops to try and keep Ryan Kent. And I totally understand that. You know, I think if they're going to really focus on somebody, I think Ryan Kent will be their main focus. If Morelos wants to stay, shows a willingness, I'm sure. But I don't see Rangers bending over backwards to, to, to keep Morelos. But I see them doing everything in their power. Um, to keep Ryan Kent that's how I see it so I would uh, if you'd ask me for a prediction Paul I think Ryan Kent will be there next season but I don't think Alfredo Morelos will be and I think that's a situation that will probably suit the club Barry you heard what Sean said he doesn't think any Rangers fan would be against Ryan Kent re-signing No and I totally agree with him and I think the Rangers board know well certainly Michael Beale and the Rangers fans and his teammates know how, he's, how important he is to that Rangers team he's just Listen, his form wasn't great before the World Cup, but one thing you could never label against Ryan Kent was his, his work um, ethic for the team. He, he worked really hard. He just, just he was he was stuck out in the wing. He just likes to go and he float about and he's interchanging with his fellow midfielders. He, he just looks in a real good place. And for me, I think Rangers have to pull out all stops to try and secure him in a longer-term deal. Um, in terms of Morelos... It's the best I've seen him. He just, again, he looked, um, I can't believe I'm saying this, he looked really fit, but we're in February. <laughs> yeah. He should be fit at, August, at the start of August. Um, but he looked right on it. My only, my only worry is how do you replace him? They don't grow in trees, good centre forwards. That's the problem. Sholak, the guy to take over for him? No, I don't think so. KMR Roof, rate him highly. It's just his injuries. If he does go... Rangers need to find another number nine. Here's a bit more from the manager about Morelos and yeah, about his celebrations, but a bit more about his striker. I think the the heart supporters were maybe trying to incite Alfredo for the whole 90 plus minutes. If we're going to say that players can't celebrate goals now, we might as well stop the game. There was a long stoppage for that goal and I think he went and celebrated it. He was, what, 20 plus yards from him. I think a lot's made about them sort of things in Scotland that's not made. I've worked down south, I've never known this to, to be a big thing. Um, when we score our second goal and our first goal, we're two yards from their fans. And we've got to celebrate the goal. What do you want us to do? Not celebrate and then you know everyone say he's moody and he wants away because he don't celebrate. I think Neil's passionate, he played for both clubs, he's trying to be impartial and he said what he said. I think he'll regret that more than, than maybe uh, Alfredo celebrating. Sean, what are you thinking for the weekend? You would expect Celtic to win tomorrow. Uh, sorry, Rangers tomorrow, Celtic on Sunday. Or do you think Celtic will slip up? Well, I think I think this, uh, both teams will win in uh, Saturday mm. and Sunday, yep. Paul. And cup final? I'd be, re- I'd be very yep. inspired to Celtic and slip up against um, St Johnston. Yeah, they could make it difficult, but it's if spots. What are you feeling about the cup final? 23 days to go. Um, well, the way we played the other day, I'm, I'm even more confident. But yeah. um, I'll, I'm not going to do a prediction necessarily on the old one. But yeah. I, I am. But I'll be looking forward to it, and hopefully Rangers uh, get the Scottish Cup. 
we'll find out the League Cup final of course a few weeks away your dog's called Nacho what I yep. want to ask you is if you were having a new dog today what would you call it if you had a second dog which player oh. in other words I'm asking you who's your favourite player because that's why you called him Nacho wasn't it Nacho uh, Novo no, yeah. no I was actually going to call him Gaza but yeah, um, yeah. My, my mom wanted me to call him Natural. Natural. Next player, um, <laughs> that's a hard one. Yeah. I'll, I'll call him Barry. Barry. Barry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The birthday boy Barry. No, because it was yeah, Natural. Listen, Nova, listen, Nova, listen, Nova, listen, yeah. My birthday's been yesterday. Ah, but we're celebrating <laughs> over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big 45. What's yeah. that? It's a big 45. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're only 45 once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sean was 45 a while ago you're not kidding yeah Sean <laughs> thanks very much for calling speak to you soon cheers, guys. cheers. cheers 08 08 17 17 700 no I just thought of Nacho the dog and he was talking to Chris our producer about it who's looked after us well this week James yeah. will be back next well, I've week I've had a dog named Caribbean. after me Jimmy Bell named his dog after he me he did that's right yep Fergie yep. Fergie indeed yep. yeah he did a Labrador yep um Loads of messages coming in about our refereeing chat and the, the VAR. And Mark, you were saying, you know, there is a case. Referees need more help now. Quite a few people have been on. Uh, but message, but, but, yeah, but not, I, I think the referees need help, yeah. more help in, internally. But our game needs better referees. That's the most important thing. We need to be making better decisions week in, week out. Now, whether that's full-time referees, having somebody in the van, bringing in referees from elsewhere to come and supplement it. Maybe, yeah, if I should look at having a pool of referees from different countries why is it they only, only need to be European games I don't know but we need to find a way of making better decisions and this is not just about Celtic and Rangers this is up and down the board yeah, this sure. is top six relegation people could be losing their jobs yeah. players losing win bonuses yeah. reliance. so the decisions that are being made even now that we have VAR are simply not good enough for our game Ross McCrory sent off the other night in a lot of Aberdeen what, what did you think of that? Um, I thought he was stupid that was my thought I didn't think yeah, it was, the, yeah. do you know what I've yeah. watched it a few times his elbow does mm -hmm. go up yeah. where I don't think it needs to go up mm -hmm. I think it's a red yeah. Yeah. I think it's yeah. a red okay. I mean they're, they're appealing it and I mean I was listening to Barry Robson's interview after the game because obviously I know him I, I want to see him do well sure. you know what I mean it's, he's got another kick at uh, management to see yeah. how he does and he was saying that he didn't think it was a sending off and then I, I watched it three or four times I think it was a red card yeah. his elbow does go up Brian's been on about the refereeing he's been on at Go Football Show on the socials he says Mark, Barry how can refs say they don't get enough in-house support when they make horrendous decisions without any comeback they go straight into a top game the following match day there's never any consequence for failure Look, Paul that would be part of the point I'm making about in terms of looking at the whole thing now, what the referee said to me is they're finding the pressure intolerable um, at the moment I can understand that that don't mean to say that we can never say they've made the, the wrong decision you know the referee was listening to our show on Monday night and wanted to come and make a couple of points so we need to do something um, we need to do something um, and if they feel they're not getting enough and how support looking at the way appointments for games are made whatever it may be then you know our, our game has to look at it as you said Paul the word leadership our game has to look at it not, just, I'll just go back to it I'm repeating myself but I'll go back to it week in week out not enough right decisions have been made and that is with the benefit of VAR and I know VAR ultimately 
um, comes down to human opinion yeah. most of the time because all VAR, all the, it's doing, you're getting the benefit of, of replays, I've seen the screen, I've getting it so slowed down, I've getting different angles, and they're still not getting enough decisions, um, right? So it needs to be looked at. I don't know what the answers are, but at least let our people who run our game show that we're aware of this. This is a concern for us as well. This is Scottish football. This is a concern of us. We are the people who are in charge of the game and we want to make our game better. How are you going to go about doing that? Can the referees not get, get together and say, listen, we want help. We need to, we want to improve. We want to do things. Um, can we sit down with the powers above and, and try and, and improve the refereeing game or the, the game as a, a whole? Can they not do that? Can they not get together? And Maybe this is the start of the conversation, the pressure. It needs to be something. Because I, I do, I do feel for them at times. You yeah, know what I mean? absolutely. I, I do. Yeah. I, it's, it's listen. They're only human sure. at the end of the day. But the, there is more and more mistakes happening, and I think we need to go down the route to try and help them. Whether that's going full time, and I, I was speaking off here to, to Mark. I mean, uh, say they're, they're full time and they're, they're in five days a week. They go in, they'll do their fitness stuff, and then look back in the games. They can all sit together and and discuss, have dialogue together. I think that would improve them. I really do, mm-hmm. but it comes down to one thing, doesn't it? It's money. It's cash, isn't it? Barry, someone's saying, how could a former player change the decision? If the former player says the tackle was okay, but the refs in the dungeon or the advisors say it wasn't, they won't change their minds. He doesn't think it would make any difference. But you're only there to advise what they think. Yeah, a bit of guidance. Yeah, of course. If they turn round, for instance, if I was in in the room on Saturday with the Nicky Clark incident, yeah. if they turned round, took their earphones off mm. ask my opinion on it and I'd be like no way my opinion nothing go yeah. on with it because they could be influenced by people who know it and if you don't know the player somebody can say this is just, it's not that player yeah. Nicky Clark's been around for years so yeah. they should know that but he's not that kind of player Paul, the benefit of having an ex-player in the van for me is quite simple and it would improve mm-hmm. the decision making in our game it would improve the overall knowledge and improve the product would be that the referees know the rules of the game inside out yeah. which is part of their job to know that and I would never take a referee on in the rules of the game nor would Barry but what Barry could do with like you know and you look at for example Richard Foster and Stuart Dougal on the the, 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 the BBC podcast thing that was on the other day that, that's filmed Richard Foster's given a player's view Stuart mm-hmm. Dougal's given a referee's view yeah a bit of an old pals act as far as I'm concerned with Stuart Dougal towards it but Ricky Foster offers a player's view which was interesting all you'd be doing would be giving a bit of a a bit of guidance what's a player thinking there what's going through his mind the way that he approached it the way he's tackled look at the reaction of the player who's on the receiving end of the tackle all the different things you, you take into it do you know that did you ever play against that player do you know what that player's not got a dirty bone in his body uh, all wee things like that that help get towards it yeah. you're not saying the players to make the decision he's there to Advice. offer guidance Matt, you know see when I'm watching a game and somebody flies into a tackle I know he's trying to hurt him mm-hmm. or he's genuinely going for the ball you can tell a, yeah. a, a million miles away and that's genuinely when I'm watching that game on Saturday that's why I thought it wasn't even a booking and some people might laugh and say no even a booking as a yellow card I didn't think it was I really didn't think it was and then I was astonished when the red card came out so look I'm all for an ex-player going in and helping them they're not going to make the decision they can just guide the VAR referee 
Quick break and then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! And we're looking forward to the evening with Barry Ferguson. It's the Go Radio Football Show. Unscripted, uncut, uncensored. And we're really looking forward to it at Al Oren Moore, Thursday, the 9th of March, just over a month away. Go to thisisgo.co.uk. Well, tickets last. It's going to be an intimate evening. Mark, you'll be there. I'll be there as well. Oh, looking forward to it. With the captain, Barry Ferguson. Sam's on the line, a Rangers intimate. fan. Good evening, Sam. <laughs> intimate. Intimate. Good evening. Hello, Sam. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. How's yourselves? Good, yeah, really good. Looking forward to the weekend and the football. It's non-stop. Barry loves it m- midweek when there's uh, a Rangers game, especially when you win. No, we enjoy <laughs> midweek football as well. It's good. Yeah, yeah last yeah. you can't right. beat midweek football. You know what it's like on here. It's um, I look forward to a Wednesday when yep. there's definitely fixtures midweek, but of course I enjoyed Wednesday. Yep. And Sam, what about yourself? What are you feeling about life under Michael Beale? Well, that's what I was going to ask Barry and maybe the panel, that some of the signings he's made, um, has he seen an improvement? And to be fair, I thought Giovan Rockhurst was a great player at Ibrox, um, along with yourself, Barry, I'll get that in before you shout at me. But um, I've watched some great Rangers teams, but there just seems to be, when Gio came, there seemed to be a, a kind of downturn. I just wondering why, because he was a good player on the pitch. So what do you think the difference is now between him and Michael Beale? And is it the signings or whatever? I think it's the way that he set set his team up in terms of um, the structure of the, the the team. I think he's gave a lot um, Sam a lot of players more freedom. Certainly, one springs to mind. You, yeah. you, you just need to see the difference in in Ryan Kent. I think Sakala. I think he's improved as well. Really, I mean, you watch that um, the goal Morelos scored the ball over the top. His first touch was excellent. And then he's obviously he's, he's cross across the face of the goal. I thought it was a great ball in for Morello. So I can see improvement in the players, but I just think the way that he sets his team up to play suits the players that are already in that in that squad. Gio was a very rigid 4-3-3. That's the way the, the Dutch tend to play. You look at Mike, Michael Beale's um, team, the structure of the, the two fullbacks high up, the the wide players can come in and play and interchange with each other. The the two holding midfielders, one's allowed to go up and support. So I think the flexibility within the team certainly helped this group of players. I'm going to ask you, Barry, I remember Michael Beale's first game, home to Hibs I, I at Ibrox, and the next night we were on, you said, oh, they're far too open. They need yeah. to just be a wee bit more solid, a wee bit more protection yeah. in the middle of the park to, to, to the back two, your two centre half. Do you find that now? He's finding just a bit more he solid. That the, mm. I think he noticed that in the first 45 minutes. I mean, I was watching the game and think, this is a bit gung ho. You know what I mean? You, I, I know you're at home, you've got to attack, but it was two centre backs left. And when the, the ball broke down, which happens at times, teams try and counter on you. And Rangers were wide open. I think he changed it. Um, when the two centre midfielders been more sitting behind the ball and that's what he's tended, uh, he's tended to do since um, obviously the, the second half of that, that game and it makes a difference you know what I mean They're, they still can go and be in contact but if it's no two sitting it's certainly one it sits in front of the, the two centre back so you can see there's been subtle changes as the games have went on and I, I, I just thought I'll go back to it. the performances there's been Decent performances, good results, but I thought it all came together on Wednesday night. But the biggest thing for him is now trying to maintain that 
that that level now they've set again I think you would went into that dressing room and saying listen we're not getting carried away with it but listen you now have set standards with that performance out there Sam how did you feel about Morelos the other night after the way he played well there seems to be a kind of I mean I thought he was kind of cool for a while but when he's on his game he's, he's on his game I mean I'm no doubt about it but I mean you just need more of that for him because I think he's got it he's proved it before he can turn it on but it just seems to be, I don't know, he took a dip there, but hopefully he's back on the right track now. Yeah, he plays with my head. Oh, does he? He messes yeah, with your yeah, head, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure yeah. Sam will be the same, and I'm sure the vast majority of Rangers fans. I'm watching him in St. Johnson, listen, brilliant flick for Kamara. There was a couple uh-huh. of things he'd done really well, but I'm thinking, I want more for you. And then watching the game on Wednesday night, I'm thinking, that's what I want to see what he brings to the Rangers team and I think when you've got a focal point and that's what he was on Wednesday you could see the players run about him they were playing off him he was he just had everything that he's shown before and for me I, I think he's a top striker but I just don't see it enough but that's what he's shown what he can do on Wednesday night and I want to see that again whether he plays on Saturday against Ross County I'm unsure he might make a few changes but I'm sure Sam will agree that performance on Wednesday night, Morelos, that's what I want to see week in, week out. Now, I know it's impossible to play at that level every single game, but he's got to show more than he has been. Sam, can I just tell Mark, you and Barry and the listeners, just some breaking news. So Aberdeen have lost their appeal for the Ross McCrory red card, which is what you'd agreed with. You said it was a few mm-hmm. moments ago. The club this evening this is Aberdeen say they're disappointed to learn it's lost the appeal against Ross McCrory's red card which he received on Wednesday night against St Mirren as a result Ross will now serve an immediate two match ban so and uh, news for Queen's Park fans we know they're out of the Scottish Cup they fielded there was a mistake they played Ewan Henderson and he hadn't been registered when the game should have been played originally at Inverness. And Leanne Dempster, the chief executive, has come out and said, we are sorry. We would like to apologise to our supporters, our players and the backroom staff who collectively have been fantastic all season. We are sorry. We'll own it and we'll learn from it. I think it's a good way to address it, Mark, on that one first. Yeah, you know, it's, all, it's always good to have communication in that way, Paul, because it's a sore one, you know, Queen's Park flying high, top of the league. Mm. <laughs> right on course to, to become part of the, the the Premiership and who would have thought that a couple of years ago so it's an incredible story um, so far but like we said at the top of the show when things like that happen it's an administrative error and it's human error these things can happen it's unfortunate but it'll be really really sore on Oni Coyle Sandy Stewart the players and the supporters a real sore one and Barry the Ross McCrory well we don't need to say too much you reckon it was a red card yeah I, yeah. I thought it was a red card yep and I'm not surprised that um, that's a decision that they've stuck with that um, I, I watched it three or four times yeah and because um, in normal time I was thinking mm, I'm unsure but once you, you see it he flicks his elbow up at the St Man player's face and for me it's a red card Sam, you mentioned your new players. Here's one of them, and Nicholas Raskin, talking about signing and specifically talking about his manager. I love the, the way he explained me that the way he wants to play football. I mean, uh, he wants to play football passes, no long balls. He wants to create from behind, and I love this. Um, also, I was searching something close to what I know, like uh, in Liège, like I said to, to the boss, Ross, it's very similar as here, but like with less people, but very similar. We got huge fans also, and I really want to continue in this 
to go in a club that have a very big fan, very big uh, atmosphere. I go, well, pressure because that's how you grow. I like to play under pressure. And also you got uh, the club got uh, European competition. That makes also a difference. I want to grow uh, in the European competition. So uh, that's a bit for that I'm coming here. Sam, what would you say to him about the pressure? Because I know what Barry thinks. Well, it's, it's a big act to live up to, but I, I'm quite confident in what you're saying. I mean, he's got it in his mind that he likes his time of play and he's determined to give it. So, on onwards, that's all we can say. Barry? Yeah, well, he'll, he'll see it on in, in Saturday yeah. when he walks out. Um, whether he's, he's starting or whether he's on the bench, um, I think it's an ideal opportunity to give um, Raskin his debut, Cantwell as well, who I thought, I'm sure Sam will agree, I thought he'd come on in the second half against Hearts and showed some brilliant touches. His debuts go, he, he did okay, but it was it was one of the games where, um, after the sending off, Rangers were never in any, any kind of danger and Cantwell's not played much. But this boy, I like what he's saying. He's saying all the right things. Yeah. Um, so it'll be... It'll be interesting and I'm, I'm really looking forward I know I've said this a number of times but I, I'm looking forward to this boy putting the Rangers top on because I think we, that's what Rangers have needed competition in the centre of the park Kamara and Lundstrom I thought were excellent I thought Jack come on done really well now Raskin's come into that area that's four players now competing for two positions Mark Rangers do need bolstered the squad and we could to they, catch Celtic yeah they, they, they do and they, I, I agree but I like the sound of a rascal I like those kind of interviews yeah. who seems really you know just off the cuff heart in the sleeve nice wee insight to him so yeah so, so good luck to him I hope it all goes well um, for him just to go back to Morelos and I'm just thinking about it there uh, managers particularly if you're managing Rangers or Celtic you, you're, you you make a break by the decisions you make and Michael Beale might never have a bigger decision to make than what he does with the number nine role. Mm-hmm. Because next season he has to win the league. He has to, and I'm taking the Rangers don't win the league this season. Next season, he has to win the league. And who you have as your number nine may well determine whether you win the league or not. So what does he do? Does he stick with Morelos and, you know, does he bend over backwards to give him a contract that he can't resist? And you put your trust in that he ain't going to let you down. He's going to reverse the form of the past few years where he's let down a few managers, let down his teammates, let down the supporters under various circumstances. Or do you, have, do you go out and you find better what there is? And as Barry said earlier, it'll not be no easy to find a better number nine with budget restraints, everything that goes into the mix. But what a decision it is for Michael Beale. It is massive. One of the most important decisions he'll ever make as a manager of Rangers, what he does with the number nine for next season. Yep, and I'm, I'm looking at the summer and I'm thinking goalkeeper I think another fullback. I think yep. a wide player and the biggest decision is the number nine four and none bigger Sam Sam what would you do would you agree with Mark's summary oh, definitely I mean no doubt when Morelos is on form I mean he is he's a magnificent player but I mean sometimes he comes on the palm does we stupid things right away and you go why are you doing that you've got better talent there mm-hmm. yeah. but he's just one of the players but sometimes temperamental I mean I've seen Barry throwing in some good tackles in his day do you know what I mean but to be honest with you that's commitment but I think Morelos has got it he just doesn't always show it at times and it's a shame because he is talented I'm no doubt about it Sam 
Tomorrow, what's going to happen? What do you think? Rangers Ross County? Oh, it's definitely a win. Definitely a win. <laughs> and do you think, I mean, we've been talking about it, could Rangers possibly uh, catch Celtic this season or is it about the Cups for you? Well, I, I thought every trophy is valuable for me, but sure. I think the last Old Firm game, unfortunately, within the last minute or so, that back heel across the goal, uh, just... We had that, and that was one of the best performances I've seen that team put up against Celtic for a while. And I think we've got it in us now. We can beat them. So if we can beat them twice and then take points elsewhere and they drop a point, that's where we're in. So I, I believe the team could do it. I, I really do. But we need a bit of luck on my side as well. But I'll always say Rangers are the tops for me. So no matter. Sam, thanks very much for joining us at the Go Radio Football oh, thank Show. Thank you. Cheers, Sam. Cheers, Cheers Sam. Sam. Right, lads. Thank Take you. Care. Thank you. Thank Cheers. You. Bye. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99. Let's go. Just checking to see if the helicopter's outside. Is Barry off to Stamford Bridge or is he off to Stenhouse Muir to watch Queen's Park? Against Air United. And of course, down at the bridge, Barry, what's going to happen? Chelsea, Fulham, scoreline. What do you think? Yeah, you've got yep. to obviously fancy Chelsea because yep. they're at home. It'll be interesting to see if the new £107 million man yeah. makes yeah. his makes his debut. But yeah, I think Chelsea will be too too strong for Fulham. Mark? Yeah, I would fancy. I'd fancy. I'd fancy. Yeah. I'll look at it to Marco Silva. Um, really good job. Mitrovic is has banged the goals in for Fulham as well but but on that now you, you know Graham Potter needs to get that run of consistency going they've still got a, a chance albeit an outside chance but they need to make the top four we didn't even mention about the David Marshall the tackle on him quick word in 30 seconds should that have been allowed the oh, goal a, the other it's, night? A it's a foul all day long all day and again I can't believe that that, that, okay. that decision wasn't, wasn't given as a free kick can I just check with VAR official here Barry Ferguson yeah foul foul Yep. so why was it not given it's bizarre right tomorrow can we start Aberdeen against Motherwell so much has happened at uh, Aberdeen three managers in a year uh, we know that Jim Goodwin's gone now that was the saddest sight wasn't it walking across uh, Easter Road on his own the other day right he's gone Barry Robson in charge terrible start the other night losing to St Mirren Motherwell tomorrow but we're probably more interested in Motherwell here Barry as a West of Scotland station what's happening can Stevie Hamill get something out of these players I, I hope so when, see when a, a young manager um, like Stephen Hamill gets a job you're desperate for him to do well you want to see people do well and listen he was a, a brilliant player for Motherwell but I worry for them they're struggling he needs a bit of st- I, I mean when I watch Motherwell I think there's some good football players in the team I don't know if Mark agrees with me but they miss a bit of steel, a bit of dig. Um, that kind of warrior type um, player or two. So, yeah, but um, for me, they've got to go up there and, and try and dig out a result um, some somehow because uh, they were well beaten on Wednesday yeah. night um, against St. Johnson. So, yep, yeah, they're in a bad place. But look, I, I want to see... Stevie Hamill will do well because, as I said, I think he has got a. Um, I think he could be a real good manager, but it's a tough, it's a it's a tough one. I'm up up there at Aberdeen, and they're the same. I mean, Barry Robson, as I said on Wednesday, he was an apprentice at Rangers. Barry Robson, yeah. I, I yeah. know him pretty well, and you always like to see when somebody gets an opportunity, you always like yeah. to see them do well. But it's 
two obviously Barry's just been in for one game bad result for him Stevie Hamill's been in for a number of games so it's two young managers going at it that, that's that, that's a tough one to call that what's your scoreline? do you know what I'm going to go I'm going to go for Muddle to get the three points wow yeah because they badly need it I know Aberdeen yeah. need it Ross McCrory out they've got a few new signings in Aberdeen I'm going to go Muddle you keep what's up there you're making me nervous <laughs> sorry you're making me nervous <laughs> I'm going to go Muddle Mark. there you go <laughs> Mark what do you think uh, I'm, I'm going to go a 1-1 draw and, and, and what I would say is just very quickly on Motherwell um, I'll go back to old adage that, that Stevie Hamill needs to pick a team to save his life that's the way I'd be looking upon it now find your 11 best scrappers ditch the silky football for, for now they need to find players that will roll up the jersey and get absolutely wired in and that's where they'll, they'll, they'll eke out uh, a couple of points um, I'm going to go 1-1 it's interesting because we were pe- speaking to Stephen McGinn yeah. and he was he was talking about it to put Stephen O'Donnell and see guys that have obviously been round the course be- before but that's a good point I think you've got to just look at 11 players and think to myself right guys that I can hang my hat on and know that they'll be in the trenches because um, it's that sort of game because it's a for me Mullow need to win it yeah. or I think they're in trouble John Obika, can he make a change for them? I you know, quite like to when he was at Mim. Paul got a bit of presence, yeah, you know, a yeah. bit, bit, bit of scrap about him. Um, he'll that's what they need. Half, yeah. They do, Paul, they, they, they need to find a way. At the moment, for me, and I was there on Wednesday night, but they were just a wee bit too nice. They need to really, really toughen up. Have they got the steel? I mean, ironically, I don't the steel know. Well, he needs to go and no. find the, the, the 10 best outfield yeah. players for the job just to go and get, just get absolutely... And I know it goes against the grain now, and I'm maybe all fat, but... You know what, when you're doing the bottom, you need to scrap. Just go and fight your way out of trouble. And of course, the chief exec leaving as well, Alan Burrows and his way out. It's just, it seems really tough times at Motherwell. Yep. And it needs that strong yeah. and leadership. And Stevie's such a nice fellow. Yeah, I hope he does really that. well. Yep. Really nice guy. For sure. So, your scoreline? 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. And Barry, you think it could be a, a Motherwell win? Y- yeah. yeah. I, I know after what I say is about Motherwell, but I think they've got, they have to win this game or they're in serious trouble, Motherwell. Hearts Dundee United Barry what do you reckon you I'm saw... going to go Hearts um, yeah. look you can say Hearts were poor but I, I just think Rangers made them look poor um, obviously Dundee United bad result great result for, for, for Dell and his Kilmarnock team yep I think Hearts will, will win that game Mark what do you reckon Tyne yeah, Castle yeah I think Hearts will win two or so one for Dundee United had the chance to take the lead um, missed the penalty um but Hearts will bounce back and uh, I'll go for Hearts to win 1-0 Livy against Kilmarnock what do you reckon Livy obviously losing 3-0 at Celtic the other night good line from David Martindale wasn't it he was looking for a taxi by half time but he had no signal in the East End but that's the way it stayed what do you feel about the game against uh, Kelly? Uh, real tough on the call uh, Kilmarnock Armstrong lovely goal I mean what a finish well, that a was finish that I, mean, that was, I mean that was something for the World Cup I mean that was an absolutely outstanding he finished he made up for him giving away the penalty kick just just keep him in his own half um, what do you think I'm going to go <laughs> a draw again Paul I'm going to go nil nil so today Derek McInnes was saying look there's no point in us talking about Kyle Lafferty he's gone now mm, we can't yeah. keep talking about it there's nothing that can be done about it that is a pity to see him go there's, it's a board decision um, are Kelly are they going to have enough goals in them to, to stay up I think their home form will keep them in the league Paul yeah. Um, 
great result from him when they needed that. Mm. Um, you could see Dell was delighted with, with with the performance, and it was a big three points. But Livingston um, at home, I think Livingston will win that. And Nibley's back in contention. Yeah, I've seen that. So that's yep. good news for them. And St Mirren against Hibbs, Barry, Stephen Robinson. What a job they're doing. Fourth top. Superb, superb. But I, I know McCrory gets sent off after seven minutes, but um, still they've got to do a job. Sometimes it's difficult to play against mm. ten men when they sit behind the ball. Um, but it's a brilliant three points. St Mirren at home, I think St Mirren will... This will be a tight one, but St Mirren will nick it by a goal. Curtis Main enjoyed that the other night, didn't what he? What a finish. Audrey, yeah. Yeah, great finish. A beauty. Wait, did you see Barry Robson's interview? No. I've never I never expected that for Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Was that a wee dig? Yeah, former yeah, well, colleague there. Yeah. Um Mark, your old team St. Mirren, your former goalkeeper. Um, Love Street. Hey, showed that last <laughs> night in sevens, by the way. Oh, was he good? Yeah, a cat. Can I do yeah. a, a couple of top class saves, spread <laughs> myself, make myself big. Uh-huh. Does he not like, go down in instalments? No, <laughs> no, I did see, boys. <laughs> were you looking, looking sharp last night? Yeah, and goal. good. Yeah, he okay. saved us a couple of times because um, we hit the counter a couple of times. We left ourselves yeah. a bit wide open. March spread himself really well. Felt the goal. That's what he's trying to say. Felt yeah. the goal. Three outstanding saves. There you go. You'll get the truth of this if you come to the night with Barry That's on the 9th of March. Truth. It's going to be fantastic. Absolutely. Mark, yeah. what do you think? So, man, have tomorrow uh, a good game. Uh, have getting their act together um, 1-1 I'm going to go 1-1 one, one draw again a few draws in there, yeah I have yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, shall we go then to the biggest two of all so Celtic will be on Sunday let's go Rangers tomorrow um, we don't have Michael Beale actually talking about the game itself but he has been talking about Ryan Kent we heard him speak on that um, he's problem solving that's what he's saying he's got some you know he's now got a squad that's getting stronger each game's different and we have different problems to solve you know at home to St Johnston it was more a possession based game and you're beating a team that's maybe putting quite a few behind the ball. Yesterday, Hearts tried to go for us and we actually, most of our good play come off of our pressing and regaining. So it was completely different. To say that we can use that performance every game, it's, it's not true because, you know, in another game, maybe teams will sit off us and, and maybe not try to be as expansive. I thought Hearts' style and, and, and our style sort of clashed and, and we, we obviously were stronger on the night. Yeah, I thought it suited Rangers because the the way that Hearts set up, they they were pretty gung ho. They were they were going to go for Rangers and it left gaps for Rangers to exploit. Um, and this is going to be a different ball game. Yeah. Malky is going to bring his Ross County team. They're not going to go for it. They're going to sit behind the ball and, and again like a five four one and really frustrate them. So Rangers need to be a bit patient tomorrow. And that's where your Tillmans and Cantwells and guy Ryan Kent's come into play and try and unlock um, probably a stuffy Ross County defence Did you mention Cantwell the manager I thought so come on last night he looked excellent but I definitely thought it was the right team that we picked to start I wanted to play with a lot of speed in the final third so with Todd Todd is very similar to Ryan very similar to Yanis very similar to Malik that he's got a lot of hybrid qualities and can play in different areas we like that type of player when we're defending, we want to defend always in formation. When we're attacking, we want to let people go and be a little bit free. And and I think that will, will hopefully uh, make Todd enjoy his football because I think he's already clearly a very good player. It's just obviously trying to integrate him into our team. And I think it's important as well that players realise we've got we've got different types of players. I thought Fashion Zakala was very important to the game last night. 
and that's different to when you're playing at home and maybe you need a Todd to open a door away from home there's a bit more space you maybe need someone like fashion it's important we've got all types in the building options there Mark what do you think yeah I mean that, that's one thing you see with Michael as well results speak for themselves you can see it in black and white but just one player like Sakala what a difference we've seen oh. um, and Sakala um, you know really really good Kent again you know looking the part uh, I think too when you think of what Giovanni Van Bronckhorst inherited 13-14 months ago look at the improvement he made in Lundstrom Look at the improvement he made in, in Bassey. So that's what good managers, good coaches have got to do. And I like the wee insight as well. You know, sometimes I think Michael Beale gives away too much, to be perfectly honest. However, um, I like the wee insight in Ryan Kent a few clips ago. Defensively, and people don't see that. Defensively, he was a big part of the game plan of why we were successful on Wednesday night. So I like when you get that bit of uh, detail. Anyway, that said, Ross County clean sheet against Kilmarnock last Saturday. Midweek, the goal, Mal could be pulling his hair now. Baldwin shot with the headed pat pat, you know, clear your lines. Yeah. So they're, they're not, a, they're not a, a, an easy team to break down, uh, Ross County. But I think Rangers will win. Eventually they'll get, they'll get there, of course they will. Uh, and I think Rangers will win 2 0. 2 0. Barry, scoreline, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I think you'll see a few changes. Mm-hmm. Like, see Sakala, he makes a good point there because yeah. I think Ross County will, will sit really deep. So you need people to open doors, and that's where Cantwell's, Kent's, Tillman's. Um, guys like that so I don't think it's going to be uh, a four or five I think Rangers will, will win pretty good they'll, they'll have the vast majority of possession no yeah. doubt about it so I'll go Rangers um, 3-0 and I don't like throwing it at you but what do you think the Rangers team is so same at the back as normal we'll yeah I don't think he'll change yeah. listen that's been a big difference yeah. Paul sure. that's been um, the same back line for a number of games and you can see it makes a difference that's your foundation uh, certainly the two centre-backs they're starting to strike up a real good relationship Elsewhere in the pitch who do you think will start tomorrow? Is Cantwell in from the beginning? Yeah I, I think you I think you'll see Cantwell yeah. um, Tillman and Ryan Kent um, I don't know who'll play up top he might change it mm-hmm. to uh, Sholak in terms of instead of Manelos but then he's in a high with scoring mm-hmm. a, a double I think you've got to play guys who are in fine form don't be surprised if Raskin comes in in the middle of the pitch with a Ryan Jack or a, a, a Lundstrom. I think he may start with Ryan Jack and, and Raskin because obviously Lundstrom and Kamara played the game. But that, listen, that, that's what you, you want. There's choices here. There's real competition. And you know Raskin was asked today, is he in the squad? Uh, yeah, I'm in the squad, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> we got there. Um, so... Rangers to win so on Sunday could be back to six points when Celtic go to Perth here's Ange Postacoglu with his squad latest no real issues after the other night in terms of the guys who uh, who participated um, Tony Ralston uh, is training with the main group now um, but again we kind of made a decision that this week would just be a sort of a, a topping up week for him just to get him back um, to, to sort of full fitness so he won't be available for Sunday but um should be ready to go from, from Monday next week. And uh, Seagrass has still got a little bit of a, a calf complaint. Uh, again, nothing major, but it'll keep him out of the weekend. The, the medical department seem to think that he should be right to go from next week. So that's the update from Ange. Always hard, Mark, isn't it, to predict his starting lineup? He's always got a surprise so many good, yeah, yeah, so many good options. I mean, the, the, the back four kind of picks itself. Greg Aye. Taylor again, yeah. absolutely brilliant. You know, great to see a Scottish player doing so well and someone that's had to you know, really win over the Celtic support so a real credit to Greg um, Taylor um, and there and so many good options Paul for those kind of front you know four or five mm. uh, areas of the pitch so yeah he's, he's spoiled for choice and that's a credit to him and his staff because of the recruited 
um, very well and they're going to be a hell of a team to stop for St Johnston um, on Sunday so so difficult is it seven clean sheets in a row six whatever yeah, it is six, six in a row six, six in a row, in a row. Yeah. Um, Rangers 11 unbeaten yeah. this, uh, going for number 12 tomorrow and Celtic at home it was six well, no, six games in a row yeah, we, we, clean, clean sheets, sheets. Okay, yeah. to Joe Hart and Carter Vickers and all the guys um, scoreline at, at the back St Johnson <laughs> Sorry, yeah. ran them really close the last time I think yeah. equalised in stoppage time and Celtic kept going and get a winner stoppage time St John's got their first win the other night in a while um, sometimes there's just a wee upset every now and again ah, listen I'll go 1-1 on, on Sunday going 1-1 yeah so that would narrow the gap it would be yeah that'd be lovely yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Barry what do you think honestly I think yeah. uh, Celtic um I win the game 2 0. Listen, St. Johnson, I'll, I'll make it difficult. We all know that. The pitch is the pitch going to be in ideal condition. No, it's not, but that's what you get at this time of the the year. Um, but yeah, I just look, if Celtic are known it, he can make a number of changes for the bench. I, I think Celtic will continue their, their forum. Um, so yeah, I think it will be nine points come, um, what's that, two o'clock or quarter to two yeah. on Sunday? Thanks to everyone who joined us this week, right throughout Monday to Friday. We're back on Monday. Three of us over here. Yeah. Brilliant. Enjoy the football weekend and Barry, enjoy the rest of that birthday weekend. Out tomorrow, Mark. Cheers. We'll see you on Monday. Cheers, Zoe Kelly is up next after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistleberry Road, Hamilton.